Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Robin Simmons, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Zurich, Switzerland. He also teaches in Brig, Switzerland. He's been an Alexander teacher for over 40 years. He trained in London uh, with Walter Carrington, and I, I believe he taught in London for a while before moving to Switzerland. He also runs a training, an Alexander Technique training course in Zurich, Switzerland. And we're going to talk today about the Alexander Technique and Tai Chi and how those two fields relate, how the Alexander Technique could be useful for a Tai Chi practitioner and, and possibly the, the reverse of that. Uh, Robin, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Robert, for inviting me. Well, it's good to talk to you this morning. Um, I wonder if you could give our listeners a very short definition or description of the Alexander Technique. Well, the Alexander Technique is a a personal, psychophysical, self-awareness technique. It can be applied at every moment of living. It develops consciousness of mind-body unity of the self and particularly raises our personal kinesthetic sensory awareness. So it's relevant as a technique for improving performance of any kind. Um, So that's why it's well known by musicians and sports people, even at Olympic level. And it's also relevant in helping people who have difficulties with the body, pain, poor posture, things like that, has powerful therapeutic effects. But it's always to be remembered, it's a psychophysical technique and more than a therapy because it's a continuous learning process. Mm-hmm. And when you say psychophysical, maybe another way of putting that would be it's about how the way you think uh, think affects how you move. That Would that be another Absolutely. version of that? And as you say, it's it's applicable to a huge range of activities. And Obviously, among them are the martial arts, and among the martial arts are Tai Chi. Uh, I wonder if you could um, say a little then about how how someone who is uh, studying Tai Chi or teaching Tai Chi, what might be some reasons for them to explore the Alexander Technique as well? Well, I've been working with Tai Chi since 1969, and um, so I've more or less had a parallel uh, working with both Tai Chi and Alexander Technique. And I would always find I've always found from the beginning that um, Tai Chi and Alexander Technique are very harmonious. Uh, I began Tai Chi after I'd started my Alexander training, um, but the most important initial significant connection is the way in which the mind-body unity is uh, relevant in Tai Chi, just as it is in Alexander work. You need, at the beginning of your Tai Chi practice, to pause before you begin and pay attention to the body as one unit, and paying attention like that uh, unifies your mind and body at that time, and you need to continue this through the Tai Chi practice, and practicing Tai Chi, in fact, does develop just that awareness. So that's the the fundamental point. And then the other point that's very relevant in 
both Tai Chi and Alexander technique is the lengthening spine, the, the uprightness, the way your body is held um, during practicing Tai Chi uh, would be something that Alexander technique would definitely help with. Um, I've come across some Tai Chi practitioners who rather overemphasize uh, relaxation and they tend to sort of slump as they're practicing mm -hmm. and that's not really a good idea with Tai Chi. The, the classical writings of Tai Chi do emphasize the need for an upright attitude and they use images in Tai Chi to try and help people to understand what they're trying to get at. Uh, they do talk about attaching a string to the top of your head, which of course is something we don't want to do with Alexander technique. Alexander discovered something far more subtle than that. Um, but at the same time, uh, the Tai Chi people also speak about thinking of hanging a, a weight on the tailbone. So one can see what they're trying to get at. They're trying mm -hmm. to get a tendency for the spine to lengthen. Now, Alexander's sophisticated view of this, of course, is something that could be very helpful in practicing Tai Chi in, in that way. Right. And before we go on about those uh, specific connections, uh, you mentioned that some Tai Chi instructors, uh, in, in the name of relaxation, end up sl slumping a bit. Um, I would have guessed that the more likely um, pattern would be over straightening, but I might be wrong about that. That that would be the greatest um, <laughs> tendency. That that's not my experience. Uh -huh. um, the the point is that since in Tai Chi you are moving the whole body all the time, mm -hmm. you are very much um, going very much aware of of how you're using your arms where your feet are, how your legs are arranged. Um, and so since you're so conscious of much of the body, uh, more than many people are normally in everyday activities, um, I don't think over-straightening is, is an issue so much. Uh, mm -hmm. In my experience, it is the, it is the collapsing mm -hmm. that's often the problem. Mm -hmm. um, so there are some instructions in Tai Chi where... They, they ask you to tuck the tail in. And, of course, what people do in response to that is uh, over-tuck uh, it in, effectively. Right. Um, you know, Alexander was very clear that when you give people verbal instructions, you really want to notice what they make of them because what they make of them is usually very personal. Um, and um, words mean what they do. <laughs> and if they do, they do the wrong thing, that's not very helpful. And when you say words mean what they do, they mean what the person does in response to those words, right? Exactly. And exactly. Uh, as Alexander discovered pretty early on in his teaching, and as I think any Alexander teacher discovers within a, a day or, or so of teaching, uh, what you uh, ask of your student is not... In, it, it, with their best intentions of fulfilling that request often varies dramatically from what you had in mind that words <laughs> words are uh, tricky and um, I think Alexander even said at one point um, 
one of his aphorisms was be careful of the printed word it may not mean what you think it does something like that as he was exactly. he was very aware of language the limitations of of language that's right and and this is in tai chi you see they use images quite a bit and they although they might have some limitations they do have some I think advantages. I mean, one of them, for example, is that you're supposed to consider your body is suspended from your head like a piece of cloth held up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, mm-hmm. quite, that's quite a useful image because it, it indicates that you are upright and yet relaxed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see. And so, um, uh, as I said earlier about the weight hanging off your tailbone, mm-hmm. um, they also have other things like the arms are supposed to be like hair moving in water. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have this image of hair in water, you can see that the arms are not going to dominate the action. They're going to follow. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my, one of my Chinese teachers, uh, Dr. Qi Dao, he uh, famously said in Tai Chi, no arm move. Well, of course, he was Chinese. His English wasn't very good. But one understood what he meant by this. Uh, It wasn't that no arm was actually going to move at all. It was simply going to follow the main framework of the body. Uh, And and this, again, is is one of these um, links to the technique because in the Alexander technique, uh, we do have a hierarchy of instructions to ourselves. You know, the head-neck-back relationship uh, the the back lengthening and widening comes first, and then you talk about arms and legs coming, as it were, secondarily or later mm-hmm. on, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Al- Alexander was uh, the master at uh, figuring out a key intervention, key intervention points uh, for changing uh, the way you function. Um, but I'd I'd like to get back to this this sort of general question of Tai Chi and Alexander Technique having many of the same goals and almost the same principles. Um, I I have a colleague who is also uh, he's an Alexander teacher and also uh, pretty far advanced in in one of the Tai Chi schools. And he, uh, at one point, wrote a little article that was published in the, I guess, the house organ of that branch of Tai Chi. To me, it seemed pretty innocuous. He just said, you know, people who are doing Tai Chi might want to explore the technique for this and that reason. And he got a lot of flack for that, uh, mainly based on... Actually, he didn't get flack from his teacher. He got he got flack from other practitioners, and the main focus of that was um, why would someone need to go somewhere else when Tai Chi kind of has it all? And 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 I think the analogy would be if someone published an article in an Alexander magazine and said, you know. Uh, studying Tai Chi would really help your Alexander practice. I can imagine a lot of Alexander teachers saying, "Why? We, you know, we're we've got a, a really good system that applies to everything." Yes. How would you? How would you? Well, how would you respond to those people who took some issue with his article? Yes, 
I have come across this myself uh, a little bit. Um, the thing is that we're talking about different things here. Uh, tai Chi is a an, an art, a choreography. Uh, the moves are traditional. They've been practiced for hundreds of years. Um, uh, certainly, as it were, hidden in the Tai Chi instructions, uh, you can see uh, important elements of what Alexander discovered. But Alexander didn't come along until uh, 1894 <laughs> with his discoveries. Um, and so uh, you can see why some of the Tai Chi people think, well, you know, here's this Johnny-come-lately who's uh, got something uh, that, that has any relevance for us. But of course, the point is that uh, in Tai Chi, say for example, at the beginning of Tai Chi, you're supposed to glance down to the floor when you're doing the solo practice. I have to emphasize, of course, Tai Chi is many things. It's not just the solo practice. There's working in pairs. Uh, and, and in fact, there are about 10 different kinds of practice within Tai Chi. But we come back to that in a minute. The point there is that when you look to the floor, your gaze slightly falling, not too much, you're slightly forward rotating your head, very slightly. And if you combine that in your awareness with this uprightness hanging your body from your head, you see, as an Alexander person, one could understand that they're trying to get at the primary control of Alexander, but they haven't really uh, clarified it uh, as Alexander does. So that, for me, would be a kind of answer. And of course... The only answer for these people is to take hold of them and give them an Alexander experience, and that would maybe help them. Right. You- yeah. <laughs> and um, and you mentioned, uh, so for example, that that both. Um, well, you mentioned that for example, the the imagery that's used in Tai Chi can be very useful, but but has its limitations and. And some of that imagery may not be that useful. The uh, uh, a string drawing your head up, um, no. <laughs> which I which we have to say though is has been used at times by various Alexander technique teachers. It's not. I I personally think it's not a good idea. But I had a teacher who taught that for some time when I when I was yes. in London. And, of course, the fundamental problem with that is that it assumes that you know, A, where to attach that imaginary string, and B, what up is exactly, and that you can make infinitesimal adjustments in both of those split second by split second as you move, which, of course, is just not the case. But it, it is an image that can seem to be effective in that it will bring a it can bring about a significant change but it certainly doesn't match the sophistication in my view anyway of Alexander's the Alexander approach to upness I guess I would I phrase it I absolutely agree with you Robert and um you see, the point about these images uh, is that you need the person there in front of you to see what they interpret uh, by what you say with your words, coming back to the same point as we mentioned before. But, um, yeah, the string, I don't want to get diverted by the string, but <laughs> um, the, the, the images that 
uh, are mostly useful in an Alexander context. I think the one w- about the arms is useful. Mm-hmm. I think the one about um, uh, paying attention to the body as one unit and having the body hanging from the head like like a piece of cloth is useful. I mean, it may be irrelevant for many people, but it might be relevant for some. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the point under, uh, underlying it all, in my opinion, is that you can bring Alexander technique to Tai Chi much more than you can bring Tai Chi to Alexander technique. And that's my experience of over 40 years of working with both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both wonderful things to do. And, and yet... Tai Chi is a, a choreographed form. It, it's 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 not a free a freestyle you know do anything type activity. These moves are traditional and organised. Okay, there are many different traditions, but uh, Alexander is relevant for every single moment of movement in every moment of your life. Mm-hmm. That's much more fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I, I wonder whether part of the issue here is that, well, certainly if you look at videos of um, really uh, highly trained Tai Chi teachers who've been through yeah. a very t- traditional process where they've learned with a master and apprentice or however it's done, a lot of them, from an Alexander point of view, are moving incredibly well, and you know they they their 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 movements are are beautiful, efficient, smooth, easy, and to some extent, of course, someone studying with such a person, even just for a few classes, will absorb some of that just by watching them, but uh, that transfer is a little iffier than the kind of transfer that goes on with an Alexander Technique teacher and his or her student in that the teacher has not only their own self to display, which may or may not be really good, they have um, a, a way of thinking about movement, of, of some very useful word uh, phrases to use to teach a student. And, of course, um, they... Um, they have the use of their hands to gently guide a student in the direction they they want. And I think maybe to a certain extent that's missing from the Tai Chi, tai chi teaching process. Well, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, you're right. Um, uh, of course, you're doing a uh, choreograph sequence in Tai Chi. And, of course, if you look at somebody like Chen Man Ching, um, you are looking at a master in action. Uh, there are films. I have films of Chen mm, Man Ching. I've seen. I've seen those. Yeah, where and, he and, where he uh, has people attacking him from various angles, and yes, he just, he just kind well, of tosses them off. It's quite quite amazing. Yeah. In that group, in, in fact, in that film is my teacher, Doctor Chi. He's there uh-huh. in the group. Um, he's one of the but, attackers. No, no, he's he's one in the in the group, uh, the the big group at, yeah. the, at the end. Um, but um, you you know the, we know that Alexander technique has something special and different. Um, however, um, I I think both are wonderful things to do and I think it's a pity that there's any kind of idea that one is sort of better than another uh, they they can help each other uh, to some extent um, for example take uh, another uh, just a, a simple physical process of 
the knee action in Tai Chi. Now, when I was taught, um, I was told, send your knee out to the outside of your foot. That's to say the knee goes in the direction of the little toe when you're bending your knee to move forward. And the reason I was given for this is that then the knee stops. It's, there's a natural um, arrestation of the movement behind the toe, so the knee doesn't go out over the end of the toe. Um, the ligament stops it. And, and this is important in the working with a partner. Uh, it's a kind of self-defense aspect. Now, Alexander, of course, was very concerned that we should direct our knees forward and away. Now, if you bring that understanding... Uh, that subtlety of rotation into it from the Alexander technique, I think you'll make a better job of your knee uh, going to the outside of your little toe. Uh, you mm -hmm. see what I'm trying to get at? This is the kind of thing where it's helpful. I think we want to focus on what's helpful, not what's in conflict. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder, I, we're, um, we're probably kind of coming to the end of our, our time for this, would you be uh would you be comfortable giving a one or two sentence sort of summation of why someone who is studying uh tai chi or teaching tai chi might want to at least have a lesson or two from an alexander teacher to see what they have to offer i i can only say that um this would be relevant for for anybody um that's to say the experience you get from a good Alexander uh, lesson is unique. You, you, you can't kind of describe it so easily because it's something highly individual. And I think that to really understand how to be upright in a free-flowing way with um, uh, the whole body lengthened and yet loose, available to do whatever you want to do in, a, in an easy manner um, can't be of anything except good use and value to a Tai Chi practitioner of any kind. Um, there are other philosophical links. I mean, the end gaining, a very important aspect of Alexander Technique, um, non-end gaining, very much a Tai Chi idea, not used in the same language. The, 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 they don't use this end gaining as, as part of their vocabulary at all. But it's there very much in the way Tai Chi is uh, performed. There's mm -hmm. another one of these links, so just to throw that in at the end. But that's my answer to that. Right, and, and just to clarify, uh, end gaining in the Alexander technique means, it's a term that Alexander coined to mean that people tend to, when they want to do something, uh, just do it without paying a lot of attention or any attention to the means by which they do the action. So if the phone rings, you just want to get up and answer it, that's your end. And Alexander would say it might be nice if you gave a little thought to how you organize yourself to stand up from the chair and go to the phone. It could just be a split second of attention, but it could make a big difference in how you perform that act. And as you, uh, I, I gather then that there is something in Tai Chi that's analogous to that. Well, it's just the, the whole sort of manner, style, and, and kind of way of working in Tai Chi is continuous inhibition, which is, you know, an Alexander term. Uh, it is very much um, expressing what Alexander's getting at, 
but within, if you like, an art form. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. to me, the two are absolutely very nicely interlinked. Well, I think that's a great place to uh, bring our conversation to an end. Uh, my guest today has been Robin Simmons. He's an Alexander Technique teacher and also co-runs an Alexander Technique training course in Zurich. He teaches in Zurich and in Brig, Switzerland. If uh, anything that we've talked about uh, interests you and you live in either of those two uh, cities, we'll put a link to Robin's uh, website by the interview. And uh, we'll also put a link to a website that will give you more general information about the Alexander Technique and will enable you to find a teacher anywhere in the world. Robin, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Robert. And I also teach Tai Chi, of course, so if people are interested in that, that's Absolutely. also possible. Tai Chi and or Alexander Technique in Zurich or Brig. That's it. <laughs>